0: hi hello and welcome to a new episode of release i'm your host adriana and i am so honored and grateful that you've taken the time to listen to what i have to say today i am outside i'm actually downtown and if you live in my city you know that there is always construction all summer so it might get a little loud and for that i apologize as usual i really hope that you guys are able to hear me I'm actually on the roof of an art gallery, and I have an art piece right in front of me, and it is so beautiful. I just wanted you guys to know that I'm looking at art as I record for you. But anyway, uh, for this episode, I wanted to talk about happiness and how society kind of paints happiness in a certain light. So I wanted to split up happiness into two and i'm going to talk about two philosophical terms uh coined by aristotle so the first one is hedonia and someone who searched for hedonic happiness or does hedonic activities they're seeking happiness but it is only kind of surface level like it's not something that soothes or eases their soul Or helps with any kind of upgrading, I guess we could call it. Any kind of releasing of anything that would make their souls feel lighter, basically. Um, So for example, let's say that you get a job. And you've been wishing and hoping to get a job. And now you finally get this job. And instead of just taking a moment and being like, okay now I'm here I can relax that is never the last step like there's always oh can I get a promotion can I get a second job can I do this can I do that like the motivation is money so the means to getting that is the job and once you have money you want more but remember that I didn't say that the motivation was happiness the motivation is money once it is something that is outside of yourself you will never be happy if you take one thing away from this episode i've been recording for two minutes and 39 seconds if you get nothing else from this episode if you stop and if you pause right now and never come back Just remember that you can never feel fulfilled and fully happy if you are searching for that happiness somewhere outside yourself. So there is Hedonia, and then the next form of happiness is Eudaimonia. So, Eudaimonia is what I call soul happiness, it's where you are doing things to fulfill your own desires, your own passions, your own callings, and you don't listen to the outside voices. It's just inner contentment. And that's all that matters to you. Like the happiness and fulfillment is the, the finale. That is the finish line. That's the whole journey. Like once you get there, that part of that journey is closed and you can feel at peace with yourself. Um, I think two, three weeks ago, I wrote something down in my notes because I knew that I wanted to talk about this topic but I wanted to kind of ruminate because when I um when I choose topics they sort of just come to me randomly and I write them down I have a little folder in my notes so I write them down and I may jot down a few ideas that I want to remember but then when they're in my notes now I have like a visual representation of the topic I want to talk about right so I can think about different things i can do some research i can blah 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 so that when i'm ready to sit down and record i can just speak on it i'm trying my best to just let basically surrender and in order to surrender i am starting with flow so i'm allowing whatever words that come out i am allowing them to come out because if i write them down that's not what's on my heart like yeah i might say that thing on the episode but whatever i wrote down before may not be i may not say it or articulate it the same way that i did in my notes two three weeks ago right so i'm gonna read this little thing about eudaimonia and hedonia to you so society markets happiness as unattainable you must be doing something to be happy. You must have this job and this car and be in this relationship. You have to buy this makeup or this phone. You have to get this many likes. It's simply the hidden, the hedonistic treadmill. So, and so we, we talked about it in psychology and um, philosophy. But uh, the hedonistic treadmill is kind of where we're always running towards happiness we are always going towards something we're always on a path somewhere but there is never a finish line there's never a period in that sentence it is always a comma or a colon it is never just a period there's always more to do there's almost more to get there's always more to be It is simply happiness derived from fleeting things. Shallow happiness that fulfills you for the moment. So we keep running, but we never move. I'm going to repeat that. We keep running, but we never move. Because even if you get this job, and you're like, when I get this job, I'm just going to keep using the job example. When you get this job, when I get this job, I'm going to be so, 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 so happy. And you get the job and you're still depressed. You get the job and you're still stressed out about bills. You get the job and there's still so many responsibilities that you have to take care of where you realize that the job isn't fulfilling. That is not what you need. Like, of course you need money. In a capitalistic society, you need money in order to um, exist. You need money for everything. So I'm not saying throw away the idea of money. What I'm saying is that the job was not what you needed in order to fulfill your happiness. Like if you're sitting at home and you're saying, I wish I had a job, that way I would feel happy. Maybe you just want a distraction from your life. Maybe that bank account will make you feel, that the number getting higher will make you feel good enough. Like whatever the case may be, you are not searching for happiness like i said before money was a destination whatever desire that you have that is outside of yourself is what you are running after it's not the happiness that you're searching for but anyway let us continue so we keep running but we never move our happiness never increases we simply acquire and move on So what I'm saying is that you get all this money, you have the job, you're working the hours, you get the promotion, you do whatever. You may sit down with yourself a year later once you have a moment to yourself and be like, I may have 10 times the amount of money I had in my bank account a year ago, but I still don't feel fulfilled any more than I did when I was sitting on my couch that year ago like it just there is no change you simply have more money you simply have a higher number in your bank account but anyway eudaimonia however is happiness of the soul doing things that make you feel content doing things that you want to do but they would never sell that. It deters us from capitalism and greed. They won't have anything to sell to us if we believe that we are whole without it. And this um, talk about eudaimonia or eudaimonic desire has been quite a big big topic in my life recently. I have been quite... um, I don't want to say down in the dumps, but things have been very not, I don't want to say not going my way because the universe is in control and I have no way. I'm simply being guided by the universe, but things just aren't going how I had perceived them to be going. I was um, feeling really, really depressed. Um, Like I talked about on the last episode, I was trying my best to find ways to um, distract myself. Because I thought that I had to be doing something in order to be happy. That's what society teaches us. Even in my own culture, with my own parents. Um, Let's say that it's a Saturday. And um, let's say it's a typical... Um, a typical Saturday during the school year in my life. So I go to school Monday to Friday. Um, Let's say I'm also working three out of those two days plus, I mean, three out of those five days plus maybe a day on the weekend. So let's say I'm not working on a Saturday. Um, My mom will come home after work and she'll say what have you done today um and then she'll be like you're so lazy you can't do anything blah 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 and then in my mind it's like okay so i have to be doing something in order to be seen as worthy that's why i felt like that worthiness episode was I think it was the third episode of the first season, um, I felt like it was so, so, so important because so many people walk around filling their plates and filling up their baskets so much, and they push themselves to the limit just for somebody to tell them that they're worthy, but just like Hedonia, it is a treadmill. You're running towards worthiness. And you're not seeing, you're not able to see that it's already inside of you. Like, you're working so hard and devalu- devaluing yourself and your time in order to be praised by something outside of you. In order to say congratulations. Or in order to be congratulated by something outside of you. And, um, yeah, back to my mom. I felt, like, I know that it's not... It's not her being malicious because even with um, my grandma, when I was younger, um, let's say I was in high school and um, I would sleep in, it would be, no one would say anything to me. And when I say sleep in, I mean like I'm sleeping until 1 p.m it's not even that late, Late. it's a weekend. Like I should be allowed to sleep and my body deserves rest. Even though the weekend is only two days, there is a reason why we need rest. We need to recharge our bodies. Um, even if nobody said anything when I woke up, um, maybe a day later, a week later, a month later, you'll hear murmuring, About oh, she's so lazy, all she does is sleep, and I go to work, and I work so hard, and I do this, and I do that, and I'm not sleeping until X, Y, Z. Yeah, but that was your choice. Why is it that you are getting aggravated with me because I can enjoy my sleep? Why do you feel? That's that's what a lot of the times when people, 99.9999999% of the time, a hundred percent of the time when people judge you i am so sorry um there are people right behind me and they are yelling so if you guys hear some yelling or really loud laughing there are people behind me but anyway um Yeah, you formulated your life in a certain way. And you have a certain view of your life. And even sometimes people have a certain view of you. They believe that you are supposed to act a certain way. Because a lot of the times I hear people saying, Oh, you've changed. Or I like the the old you. When in reality, saying the old me means that there's a concrete version of me that exists and to say the new me that means that there is a refurbage. i'm 2.0 and you don't like the upgraded version of me what's going on with you and i'm not saying that everybody when they uh quote unquote become new that they become uh quote unquote a better person because nobody is good or bad um people just choose to do things that are according to the law moral or immoral but um or according to your own beliefs or judgment moral or immoral but again it's all their judgment of you so for me even with myself um i've been on my spiritual journey um i always talk about how i grew up in the church but when i say it like that I never said that I've been because a lot of a lot of Christians say I've been on my walk with God for 25 years and I could never be happier. <laughs> but um, for me, I went to church every single Sunday, uh, plus Bible study on Wednesday, plus youth group on Friday, and sometimes I would go to choir practice on saturday so that's what four days of the week that i'm spending in church and i also have school five days a week or i didn't work in high school so i didn't have work but i was dedicating four days of my week to oh i'm going to church whatever but it was never like a joyous like oh I'm so excited at first I remember on Friday when I used to go to youth group when I was I started going to youth group when I was 14 and I stopped no when I was 13 and I stopped when I was 18 so five years of um, of the youth group. And when I first started, I was so excited because my mother never let me go anywhere. I mean, where's the 13 year old gonna go? But my mom never really let me go anywhere, especially not by myself. So in order for me to be able to take the bus on a Friday after school, um, I felt like I was doing something, like I was going somewhere. And um, that's really fucked up. But anyway, um, I was dedicating so much time to church. And it was never I'm on a walk with God. I'm so elated to be around my youth people. It's just it's something I have to do. And whether or not I like it, it's something that I had to do. And I was committed to this rigorous routine of um, church when I was in middle school they used to call me church girl and i remember i went home and i told my mom because every friday i would tell people oh yeah and what like they'd be like oh so what are you doing for the weekend and i'm like well today i'm going to youth group and then everybody started calling me um church girl i think it was up until maybe grade nine so um that was like the identity that people had for me and um my mom was very excited when i told her i was like i don't like the fact people are calling me church girl and she was like what do you mean being in the church is the best thing the lord is the best they know that you're a christian blah 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 whatever but for her she was on a walk with god she was never like she also grew up in the church but she would talk about how Um, When she would go to church when she was young, it was an Anglican church, and they never really learned anything. It was really boring, but um, her mom would, like, drop her off at her grandma's, and then she would um, go to church... would just um be sent to church and they wouldn't even pay attention they would run around um in the yard waiting for church to be over guys there is a chipmunk right in front of me i love being in nature hi anyway it ran away i scared it anyway back to what i was saying um yeah for her when she was older um I think it was around the time that she was pregnant with me, she decided that she was going to fully commit to uh, the Christian life. And it wasn't even really until maybe I was, um, (laughs) excuse me, maybe when I was um, 11 or 12 that she really started. solidifying and going on what she would consider her walk, her um, defined walk with Jesus. But again, for me, um, it was very much just something that I did it was very much like I wasn't like people are going to church for that eudaimonic like they think that their happiness is within God and that is their desire and that is their belief and that is their passion and they run after church and they run after it in order for them to feel fulfilled in order them to for them to feel like they're doing something but for me it was just something that I had to do and then when um before covid hit actually before covid hit i started kind of i don't know how it happened and i think maybe it was when i got my first set of tarot cards and that was probably in 2019 or 2018 may have been 2019 but um yeah, when I got those cards and I actually started playing with them and I started kind of uh, researching and stuff, that's when you get kind of hooked into it. And then a bunch of shit happened in my life that wasn't so lovely. So I got deeper into it. Um I fell into a very, 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 very bad, bad, like terrible depression, like to the point where I was disassociating when I was crossing streets. Like sometimes I'd be like, No, I could just walk out into the street. Like there was so much numbness towards life. Like I would wake up one morning getting ready for work and then when my consciousness actually clicks in, I'm back at home in bed, like I was never tuned into life because I didn't feel like I was living life. And then when I actually realized that I was starting my spiritual journey, like I started tapping into that and started really kind of without my knowledge. Like I went through um, my first dark night of the soul. Um, It was really, really rough. And that's sort of when I realized that something has to change. There's something like before COVID, of course, before maybe when I was um, 16, 17, I started heavily questioning Christianity because I didn't like the fact that. Even when I was younger, I hated the fact that um, Christians were like, Christianity is the only, the only religion and we only have Jesus and God. And it, would, it was very baffling to me to believe that there was only one favored people, like God. This um, And God, of course, um, they see it in a lot of religions, see it as um, God being a person. Right. But to me, God is an energy and God is source. God is the divine. Um, God is the universe. But with their limited beliefs, it was keeping me so um, boxed in. I had no understanding of really what Christianity was. I have there are Christians that say you can read the Bible back to front. That's going to be your favorite book. What fucking person is going to sit down and read the Bible back to front unless they are um, a theologian, unless they're going to school to become a pastor? Like, if they have to do that, they have to do that. But I wasn't going to sit down and read the Bible. Sorry, Mom. Um, But I wasn't going to sit down and do it. Like, that wasn't something that was appealing to me. But um, I think when COVID hit and when i was alone i realized that um there were a lot of things about my religion and my beliefs that were not my own they were things that i was because i was when i was 617 i I was saying that i was agnostic um and at one point I, i couldn't claim to be atheist because even if i said that i was agnostic i felt as though atheism was blasphemy like i still had that christian um, mentality engraved in me so i would never say that um, i was atheist but i didn't believe that there was only the christian god that existed and then i had um another Large dark night of the soul. And I've talked about dark night of the soul before and it's basically when every single thing in your life goes to shit. Everything goes to shit and you have to surrender everything and you have to go through this really dark point in your life in order to kind of learn the lessons that the universe has been teaching you and learn about what you need to do in order to step out of that. And as someone... Who um, already already has um, a depressive disorder and other um, other mental, um, let's say, health things, and just my own life shit going on. Like, it's a lot to handle. Like, I literally um, this is gonna be a little bit morbid, but in my second. Um, my second dark night of the soul went like in the depths of it i remember literally being on um the floor and just in soul like crying and so weak and tired of crying i told the universe i was like listen up if things do not change if you do not give me a sign within like today like i'm going outside today i need a sign today or i'm going to kill myself um yeah again i'm sorry that's really morbid trigger warning um mention of suicide i should have said that before i'll put um a trigger warning in the um i'll put um a trigger warning in my little um bibliography what is that called show notes we'll call them show notes um but yeah, that's, that's the real, that's the real thing, that's how I felt, and, um, I don't remember what the sign was, but I went out, and I was, when I was on my way home, it was a sign, and, um, when I see signs, I sort of just know what they mean, like, I, like, I can, like, when I say a sign, I mean, like, I don't know, like a white butterfly or I'll see some angel numbers or I'll see um, a random insect. Like it's not just, oh, I see things. Oh, everything's a sign. It's more it's the specific placing because I don't believe that anything is coincidence. So it's the specific placing and timing of um, timing of the sign that makes me know what it means or what it is so let's say um i wake up and i go downstairs and i see a butterfly i'm like oh that's a really cute white butterfly and as soon as i notice it it flies away sometimes i'll see um the butterfly maybe isn't the best example but sometimes i'll see things that seem like they're they are waiting for me in order to see them and then they just disappear but anyway um yeah in those moments it's begging not begging but pleading with the universe and being realistic and saying that i can no longer take this shit because even at that time um I was working i was in school um i was in a relationship um there were things i guess quote unquote going on in my life that would make me i guess feel happy and that's why in the last episode i was saying that even on vacation I felt like I was broken like I was still sad even when I felt like I should be happy because again that is such a hedonic thing like we believe that when we have the job we have the bank account we have the money we have the partner we have the car we have the house we have the status we have the blah 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 we believe that it'll make us happy and even when I had what I thought would a lot of people it's relationship when you think you have the partner that's going to make you happy and you're stuck in this depression and it's even worse um with them around like you feel like you're you're even blaming yourself for not being happy because you believe oh there must be something wrong with me um of course there's nothing wrong with you Um, That's me talking to myself and talking to you. There is nothing wrong with you. You are just a human experiencing human emotions and human feelings. And actually, recently, I found out that um, emotions take approximately 90 seconds to pass. So when you're sad, sit down and you observe your sadness. You don't dwell into a lot of the times I feel like we do this thing where we latch on to our especially negative emotions, we latch onto them and we make them ruin our day. Um, You may wake up not feeling too great and then you miss your bus. And now you're like, this is the fucking shittiest fucking day I've ever had. I'm so sorry for swearing, but you guys know I swear on here. So this is the most horrible day I've ever had in my whole fucking life and I fucking hate it. This is like the beginning of your day. This is what you're proclaiming over the beginning of your day. So now your whole day is going to be shit. You're going to say, I fucking knew it. I fucking knew that blah, 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 whatever. And then we sort of lock in and hold on to those emotions, especially negative ones. Um, We hold on to them and put them as a part of our identity. So if you sit down with that emotion, you observe it, let's say... Um, you missed the bus. Instead of saying, this is a shitty and going off, you, maybe you put, I think I'm going to try this too. You um, set a timer on your phone for 90 seconds or a minute and a half and you press start. Or whatever timer, alarm, whatever you do. You press start. And then if you can, you close your eyes or you can sit in, um seated position, you can lay down whatever, wherever you are, you do whatever is appropriate Good. you just need to find some stillness you breathe do some deep inhales and you breathe for a, let's say however many breaths you feel like you need to push away that bad feeling, the heaviness off of you you take that and then after out loud out loud is very 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 important because you are letting it be known um, to yourself you can hear yourself say it so it is sometimes we think things but we don't attune to them unless we hear them out loud that's why a lot of the times people um have to be told things by other people in order for them to take action so you say it to the universe to yourself um, You say, in this situation, you could say, I am going to have a beautiful day. No matter what comes my way, I will not let it take me down. Whatever you need to say, and you say those things. And don't only say them because you can say them. Say them until you believe them. Of course, this is only 90 seconds, but you say that thing with as much conviction within those 90 seconds. And then after the emotion has passed, Maybe write down how you're feeling. Maybe meditate on that while you're waiting for your next bus that you missed. Like, try your best to not buy into those emotions. And I'm not saying that you should ever, never in that little um, thing did I ever say that you are supposed to just bypass your emotions or try to be fake happy or try to cover them up. No, i said that you need you need to feel it and then move on feel it address it say hello emotion you're here um thank you for being here i'm going to experience you but your time here is very limited your time here is only 90 seconds and when i notice that i'm feeling this way that's when the 90 seconds begins at the end of it i'm no longer focusing on you. and of course like i always say sometimes not all things are so kind easy sometimes these things are very much a situation where we have to are getting over this emotion because the emotion may arise because of another situation that is really weighing you down and is really stressing you out journal about it after that, that ninety seconds, maybe something shitty has happened to you in your life. Let's say you had—I'm um, not going to use anything that's really like triggering. Let's say that you had a breakup. A breakup can be triggering, but breakups are neutral. It could be a friend breakup, it could be a relationship breakup, it could be—I don't know—a fucking f- familial breakup. Whatever it is, there is a split between you and somebody else or multiple people people have gone opposite ways. Um, And it's really weighing on your heart. Um, When it happens, if you need to cry the first time you feel this emotion, if you need to cry for those 90 seconds or longer, you cry. Um, You scream. You write in your notes. You journal. You do something creative. Whatever it is, you do it. And you allow the emotion to pass um, for me what helps me is sometimes when I am very frustrated at 90 seconds even though I don't realize it I'm um, now that I'm saying it I see that I use my writing even within that moment like when something happens sometimes the first thing I do is I write down um, journal or write something down in my notes. But I take some time. Sometimes it's not even conscious. I just find myself opening my phone. But I take the time to really um, vent out those feelings, to really push those feelings out. Because sometimes um, saying affirmations isn't going to help. And, of course, the 90-second thing is not to... It's not to make the trouble go away like sometimes some really shitty shitty things happen to us now we have to go to therapy or we have to take medication or we have to go to the hospital whatever it is we are only focused on right now we're only focused on getting through this specific moment that we're going through because this moment is all that matters because the present is all that exists but anyway after our little sidetrack, um, eudaimonia and hedonia, when you realize that these, or once you know now, or maybe you knew before, um, you know about these concepts. Now you can maybe take the time to see where in your life things are hedonic or eudaimonic. And if they are eudaimonic, then... Try to tap into those things a little bit more. What do they make you feel? Because society makes us run after happiness. And happiness is different than contentment. Because happiness is an emotion. And like I said, emotions pass 90 seconds. And if you're always running after something that only lasts for a minute and a half, it's kind of like um, someone running after a high. Um, Let's say you smoke weed or you do other drugs when you get that high, whatever way you consume it. You know that the high is um, only going to last X amount of hours, depending on your tolerance. Maybe shorter, longer, but you know that it is not infinite. Like you know that you have to re up in order to feel that feeling again, or feel more, or whatever the case may be. Um, but you are aware that it doesn't last forever. But with happiness, a lot of times people say, oh, I just want to be happy. Okay, um, how will you be happy? Um, when I get the job, when I lose some weight, when I um, move, move homes, when I... Um, when I... Whatever the case may be, guys, a chipmunk is back. I'm so sorry, but it is distracting me. Anyway... <laughs> Um, when you get to that place, when you get the things and you still feel unfulfilled, you're going to think that you're not good enough. Let's use makeup as an example. Um, when you're very young, because makeup was created for older people that have, um, You know, they have wrinkles, they want to fill them out, they have blah, 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 they want to fill it out. And younger and younger, there are children feeling more and more insecure about their faces. Feeling insecure about their acne, when in reality, you're just going through puberty. And acne is a natural thing, so nobody should be ashamed of it. But the makeup places, the makeup companies, they are selling clear skin. And they make us think that that is the norm. And yeah, having clear skin is great but acne prone skin is not any worse than clear skin or having a breakout you can get a breakout from eating bad like sugary or salty foods or blah 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 your skin could be really sensitive but there are many things that could cause you to break out and that doesn't make you less beautiful or less attractive than if you had clear skin but these companies are selling clear skin and they're like you if you don't have clear skin then you won't be happy until you um, until you buy this product until you blah 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 and they're only like x amount of makeup products that exist but there are companies that are selling different versions of the same thing oh you have acne prone skin blah 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 you have oily skin blah 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 whatever 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 and they are picking at every single insecurity that everybody has in order to make the amount of money that um they have that they want to make they are literally tapping into our insecurities and making sure that we stay insecure in order for us to um, in order for us to feel like we are good enough like even with iPhones and androids um, I have an and I have an Android I used to have an Android in high school um, and then um, I got my first iPhone when I was when I was 16. And since then, I haven't gone back to Android phones. And I know that iPhones are expensive. Phones are expensive. Technology is expensive. But um, a lot of people hold their identity to, oh... I have an iPhone, so I'm better than you. I have an Android, so blah, 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 blah. And a lot of people make themselves bankrupt because they see celebrities camping out to get the newest iPhone, camping out to get the newest MacBook, iPad, um, blah, blah, blah. And they think that they're going to put themselves in debt just to seem like they're in a different quote-unquote rocket than they actually are. If you got a phone that was um, cheaper... You wouldn't be in debt, and you would have a phone that has the same things. It's just a different interface. Like, it just looks different. They're just selling a different look. Like, even between there is, like, the iPhone, uh, the 12 and the 13, Um, the only difference is camera, number of cameras. 12 has two, 13 has Um, And even in the 13, there's, like, Max, Pro Max. Like, they have different versions that cost more. Um, And it's literally a game. They're playing into our need. And even with Apple, um, they kind of tie you in to things. Like, okay, now we have the cloud. Now, once you put all of your shit on the cloud... um, you not that you have to but you get a macbook because now it's easier for you sometimes we don't um society always also teaches us to get things really really fast that's why a lot of people don't read that's why even on tiktok a video can be one minute and five seconds in somebody's like oh they're taking too long skip 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 like that that could be knowledge that they have been dying to learn but because Um, they don't want to wait. We want things really, 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 really fast. We want things immediately in front of us. That's why fast food is such a great thing. Like Nobody wants to sit down and spend the time to nourish their bodies and to love on their bodies and blah, blah, blah. Um, Not blah, blah, blah. That is a very important thing. Um, I recommend that everybody cooks more for themselves. And if you don't know how to cook, start small. Start with making, I don't know, as simple as you can start. Start with making yourself a salad. And you take that lettuce out, you wash your lettuce, and you blah, blah, blah. You see all the ingredients in front of you. You know everything that's in it. You know what is happening. You know how clean your kitchen is, blah, blah, blah. And now you have this food that you have made, regardless of if it took you five seconds or two hours. You've made this thing. And that's what I'm really starting to realize, even with my own um, food intake, that food nourishes us. That is our energy source. You're not going to put shitty, dirty oil um, in your car and expect it to run well. Like You have to take the time. And this isn't like a a healthy eating um, conspiracy or anything. It's simply what makes your body feel good. I'm not saying um, go vegetarian or go vegan. Um, what I'm saying is if you eat meat, take the time. Buy the meat, bring it home, cook it fresh. Don't put it in the freezer and have to thaw it out. Cook the meat fresh. Put on your seasonings. Do your thing. And now you have a whole meal in front of you. It probably costed you um, maybe not less money, but... It costed you a lot less um, energy intake, per se. I really hope that makes sense. Because when you go to a food place, you have to interact with somebody else. You have to blah, blah, blah. You have to go through the whole process. But um, But with just making your food, you get it straight from the store you bring it home or you can even order it you don't even have to go face to face with anybody and you do things how you like to do things you don't have to ask no tomatoes no this no that you know there's no tomatoes you already you already know so you're not going to put it on it it's simple things like that that can start our journey to contentment and our journey to really understanding what we want because contentment is a state of being you can be happy and sad and still be content with your life because it would be like a graph of be kind of up and down up and down up and down happy sad at the top um, and then contentment is sort of a straight line going through I really hope you can visualize visualize this because I'm using my arms and I'm remembering that you guys cannot see what I'm doing I need to make a YouTube channel Um, for my episodes, because I talk with my hands a lot, and I feel like I'm just moving my hands in public, and um, just recording it would be probably more beneficial, and it would be more accessible to everyone, because not everybody listens to Spotify, or uses Spotify. Um, Yeah, that's something that I'm going to be working on. But once you realize that, you know, your happiness is not dictated or your happiness does not come from outside of you. I've said that many times in this episode, but it's very important to remember that um, if you're feeling sad about something or you're feeling unworthy, why do you feel unworthy? Oh, I feel unworthy because I don't have X amount of money in my bank account. Well, why do you need X amount of money in your bank account? Because blah, blah, blah. And then when you go down the list, there's always a root. There's always somewhere some a feeling is coming from um, that you are building on. And as you get older, you're finding different ways to play that feeling out. But anyway, that is all that I have for you guys today. Just remember that you are so worthy and you are so, 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 so loved. Um, If you can think of one person in your life that loves you and you are listening to this right now and you're hearing my voice, um, I have a little surprise, a little something to tell you. I love you. I am so proud of you. And you have come so, so far. It doesn't matter what you've told yourself. You have come so far. And you are worthy of living in this moment. And you definitely deserve this moment. And you deserve all of the good things that are coming to you. But anyway thank you for listening again i love you and i'll talk to you guys in the next episode bye